I just got done doing one of my favorite things right now. And it, as I was doing it, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about uh, this week on this show. And stemming from the conversation we had last week about trying new things, I've been thinking a lot about hobbies. And one of the reasons when people ask me what my hobbies are that I don't share them is that I have so much self-judgment. And maybe I should say had because I think I'm letting a lot of this go. But I put so much judgment on my own interests and wonder often if they are acceptable or good enough or if I will be judged for sharing. Because honestly, a lot of my hobbies are A, pretty childish, uh, or B, just like basic in a lot of ways. And I don't know when we decided basic was a bad thing. I don't know when we decided... I'm going to be honest, somewhere in the like patriarchy and capitalism of it all. And I don't mean like, I'm not somebody who's like, man, I hate capitalism. I pro like, I pro I am, I function in capitalism. I feed my family with capitalism. I own a business. Um, but this like late stage hustle culture kind of stuff is more what I'm talking about when I'm like capitalism. Uh, because a lot of the things I'm interested in now are things that I didn't let myself be interested in or I certainly wouldn't have shared. And I found myself thinking about some sharing something while I was doing it just now. And I had to go through this whole narrative in my head of like whether you would judge me. Whether you would think that this is insane. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to tell you. And if you judge me, you judge me. And I'm going to find out that that I don't die. That's not the end of the world. Because A, I don't think anybody is thinking about anybody else as much as we think they're thinking about us. I think that's imperative and cannot be said enough. But also, like, I saw this TikTok the other day. And this woman was like, I don't know about you, but never once have I, later that night, been out to dinner and was thinking about someone else's body in a bathing suit that I saw at the pool earlier that day. I've never once thought, hmm, I wonder if the jeans she's wearing are a size bigger than she wore last summer or last winter or last season, whatever. And it, it, it was several of those kind of things. And I'm going to try and find the TikTok and maybe I'll share it because it was really like eye-opening. Like, no, I don't think about those things. None of us do. But we all decide that everyone else is thinking that about us. That we're somehow the only ones who would be interested in this thing or paying attention to this part of ourselves physically or whatever. Like everyone has to be paying attention to this thing. First of all, the level of narcissism that that is just is next level. Because the fact that anybody's day would be disrupted by me talking about something I'm doing and care enough to like judge it and be like, whew, never mind, not talking to that girl. Like, what the fuck, man? So here's what it was. My son got a VR headset. I may have talked about this last week. I'll be honest, this is part of doing this show sort of just off the cuff. I do not necessarily remember what I talked about week to week, but I may have shared this before. But my son has a VR headset. He got a MetaQuest headset, two, a MetaQuest 2 headset uh, for Christmas. I want to say like three years ago now, probably maybe only two years ago. He may have gotten it in 2022. 
um, either 2021 or 2022, he got a MetaQuest 2 VR headset for Christmas. And I got kind of obsessed with it. So I <laughs> bought myself one too. Uh, because I don't share. Um, no, we wanted to be able to play Beat Saber together. Honestly, it was the catalyst for buying two of them. And, and we do. We love playing Beat Saber together now. Even a couple of years later, we still, even at 15, he's cool and he'll hang with me. And we'll play Beat Saber. Uh, the rules in our house is the person who wins picks the next song, which means I pick the first song and then no other songs. And it's a blast. Because A... How sweet is it when he picks Billie Eilish songs? Because I like them. <laughs> and um, sometimes he will pick the one song that I can most frequently win on. It is the only song that I do better than him on. And it's High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. <laughs> um, but it's it's a hoot. But I started, it must have been 2021 that he got this. Because in January 2022 was the first time I initially started this. Um, or maybe it was 2023. I don't know. Anyways, I started using Supernatural, the workout app, the VR workout app that is part of, can you can use through the MetaQuest. So I started doing that and I liked it. And like everything in my brain, I liked it for a little while and then I was kind of over it. And so I hadn't touched it in like more than a year. It had been a long time. And I picked it up about a month ago and I have done it all but one day since the day I picked it up a month ago. I Last Sunday was the only day I missed, or two Sundays ago now, um, was the only day I missed. And it was just like a packed day and we were doing other things and it just it didn't work out. But every other day I have done at least 20 minutes in this fucking thing. And I love it. I cannot tell you how much I enjoy it. But I have so much self-judgment about telling people that. That I have so much judgment because... My friend Nicole does these really cool, like, insert day wind down posts on her Instagram stories from time to time. It'll be like Thursday wind down. And it'll be like her and her daughter. And they're like, she, Nicole's drinking wine and they're playing with the tea set or something. Like, it's, it's, or they're walking somewhere. Like, it's just this, like, fun end of the day thing. And it really had me thinking about that, like, intentional move we make at the end of the day and I'll be honest for me most days it is um some quality time with my packs which is a dry herb vaporizer um I that's that's happy hour at my house um but one of the things that I have been doing over the last couple of weeks is actually like my my workout didn't fit in the morning and so I'm gonna do it in the afternoon and especially on Fridays especially at the end of the week I love hitting the pen a little and then doing a supernatural workout. And so I did that today as I was wrapping up my, my half day Friday. It's Friday when I'm recording this. Uh, I was wrapping up my half day Friday. All the tasks were done. I was like, you know what? And I hit the pen a little and hop into a workout, get the blood pumping, get things moving, jam out to some music. I did a medium level flow workout um, that's Florence and the Machine themed. And so it was five quite frankly, some of my favorite Florence and the Machine songs, like top tenors, every one. And I rocked out and it felt so good. And I was thinking as I was going through this, this is my Friday wind down. This is my moment as I shift from one to the other. I'd love to share this. And immediately, immediately, this just brick wall of self-judgment, I ran into it full speed. Full speed. While I'm working out, while I'm doing this thing I love, I'm sitting there in judgment 
over whether I should share, whether it was acceptable to share or not. And this is not the only place this has come up. This is just the most recent example. Another example is Taylor fucking Swift. I am older than Taylor Swift. I'm four years older than Taylor Swift. When Taylor Swift hit the scene, I was officially too cool to be into Taylor Swift. I was that age. Um, I think she kicked off when she was like 16. So I was probably like 20 when her first album came out. Like I was in audio, I was in, in audio school. I was going to like shitty bars six nights a week and listening to an arranged of skill levels, <laughs> a, range, uh, a whole range of skill levels um, of rock bands, but I'm going to call them shitty rock bands and dive bars. Like that's, that was my life. And those people, that circle, that community hated Taylor Swift. She was four little girls. And having been born in the 80s and growing up in ni- the 90s, there's literally nothing more insulting than the idea that something is for little girls. Who the fuck wants to be in something that's for little girls? Well, you know what? Me. I am little girl. <laughs> like, it's okay. And so fast forward, 2020 happens. The world blows up. Um, figuratively this time. And folklore comes out. And if you know me and my core developmental musical history, and maybe someday we'll do some music episodes of the show, because music is my religion. Music is my language. Music is my coming of age. Music is my everything. It is, it is my center line. I can hear a song and be in a moment. Um, in fact, there's a song about that. Maybe I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Or something. There's a couple songs that I like that I, this makes me think of. Um, I think I shared one last week in the, my church, um, by Maren Morris is absolutely one of these songs, but she also has a song about, um, these songs being moments and I will have to find it cause this will drive me crazy, but I'm not going to do that right now. Cause I will lose track of this and we all know where that goes, right? A half recorded episode that is no, nowhere near done. So we're going to continue on. We're going to power through. So music for me is so big and, and it, that folklore album so spoke to a core memory kind of music for me. I came up in and fell in love with music. My first, my music, the things I showed my parents, the things my friends and I liked was what I very affectionately called at the time and still call Angry Chick Rock. Um, Bitch by Meredith Brooks. Anything on that uh, initial Alanis Morissette album. Uh, any Sheryl Crow album that came out in the 90s. Liz Fair. Uh, Annie DeFranco. Any any of these sort of like women saying some shit kind of music that happened in the 90s. Um, you know, Tracy Chapman absolutely fits in this category for me. Um, but... Singer songwriter, soft rock, adult alternative, straight alternative, that kind of genre in the 90s, specifically female led. And honestly, that's been a thoroughfare in my musical taste even now. I, there's a lot of that I like, but folklore came out and it really spoke to that part of my brain and that part of my soul. And I was like, oh, I might be a Swifty. Uh, and it was interesting because I found myself sitting in the same moment I was sitting in today of all of this judgment. 
And I was like, this is some patriarchy shit. Like this is, this is not my feelings. This is something that I have decided I'm supposed to feel about this, that this is not supposed to be for me. I'm supposed to be above this. And here's the reality. If I'm supposed to be above this, why is like everybody on the planet into it? Why? Because, and this is like some real early 2000s hipsters messaging right here. But like, why is it that if anything is mainstream cool or like widely enjoyed, especially by teenage girls, we immediately think it's dumb. We immediately dismiss it as ridiculous. Let me give you a third example. My other hobby we're going to introduce today. I kind of like video games always liked video games. I remember vividly being seven years old and getting a Game Boy for Christmas. And before that, I remember being, oh gosh, I must have been four, five, maybe six of the oldest years old. And my aunt had given me, I don't know why I said aunt, I don't say that, aunt, my aunt had given me um, what at the time was referred to as a laptop. It's not how you're thinking of a laptop now, though, because it was the 80s, okay? Uh, 89? Actually, no, it had to have been... I had to have been, like, 6, because it was, like, 90, 91. Um, and basically, it had these these floppy disk-looking things, and you slid them in, and it would boot up a game. It was, like, DOS-based. You know what I'm talking about, because we're both old. Um, and it was boring as shit, but I had gotten it for Christmas, and I did not want it. And so my mom was like, well, we can take it back. It's, it's cool. And it was funny because I talked to her about this a couple of years ago. Because I was like, that thing definitely didn't cost the same amount as this other thing. But we took it to Toys R Us. Do you remember Toys R Us? We took it to Toys R Us. And I traded it in for, I exchanged it for an NES. The sort of original Nintendo um, plug into your TV gaming system. NES. Uh because my dad had broken his wrist. We'd been in a car accident. My dad had broken his wrist. Um, and there was this game on NES called Duck Hunt. And my dad, for those who don't know, was a police officer. And uh, quite a good shot. And when he broke his wrist, there was a very good likelihood he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to shoot again. Um, like, he did, like, competitive, like, police Olympics. Like, it was, like, a whole thing. Um... And there was this game, Duck Hunt, and in my little five, six-year-old brain, I decided that if we played this game together, it would help him. A, it was something we could do together, because now his, his arm was in this thing. Like, there was this metal screws and a bar that hooked it all together. He, like, shattered his wrist in this car accident. Uh, not to mention, my dad, a big guy, okay? It's 1990, and he's 6'5", 3'0", like... He had to have surgery. They'd send him to where they send the Arizona Cardinals to because there were not MRI machines big enough for this man at the regular hospital, okay? That's what this guy looks like. And now he has this fucking <laughs> mechanical apparatus that sticks out of his arm that is the only thing holding the bones together in his arms so that they can heal. And he doesn't know if he's ever going to be able to do... Basically, the only thing he feels equipped to do at this point in his life and the thing he's been doing his entire adult life at this point. And oh, by the way, he has a wife and a young child. So I decide I'm going to buy this NES and I'm going to, we're going to recover and it's going to be great. And it's, I'm going to help. I'm going to help. So I go when I trade in the NES and I was talking to my mom about this because I was like, there's no way that that laptop was the same as an NES as far as cost, right? Like there, it was not an even exchange. It was absolutely not. I paid the difference. I was like, okay, thanks. But in my mind, I bought Dad and I an NES. And that was when I fell in love with video games. I fell in love with Mario. I fell in love with all of it. I, 
I'm a Tetris girly through and through, Kirby, all of it. I loved all of it. And somewhere along the way, a couple years down stretch, I kind of got into computer games, but like I only played things that friends who were boys played. I wouldn't play anything that was like, do you remember like those early, like almost like paper dolls, but on a, like a video game version of paper dolls, like those early like fashion games and stuff. I thought they were so cool. There was no fucking way you were going to see me playing them because that was for little girls. It's irrelevant that I was literally at the time a little girl, but that I, I had to be above that. Now, psychologically, I'm sure there's some stuff set into the fact that my dad really wanted a boy and I was a tomboy. Um, but that's for another, another therapy session altogether. Um, but there, that was the first instance of like, oh, I need to be into this version of this for me being into this at all to be cool. And somewhere along the way, it just became uncool for me to be into it at all because I was a girl. And so it was, it was, it was me trying too hard. It was me, you know, I think now the kids would, you know, call it pick me energy, right? Like it was, it's that kind of vibe. It was like, I'm not like other girls. You know what I am? Cause other girls are cool. Fast forward, again, the pandemic, when I started letting it go of a lot of this, like, is this okay for me to be into shit? I got really into what now they call cozy games. So Animal Crossing, Disney Dream Life Valley, that's my favorite. Fae Farm is one I play now. All of these games that, again, 10 years ago, I'd have never told somebody I was into. And even now, I, it feels weird. Like right now, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking in my head to myself, there's no way I can release this. I have shared way too much on this episode about how much of a nerd I am uh, and how absolutely basic I am, how, how absolutely fundamentally juvenilely basic I am. And you know what? It's okay. I like it. I spent most of my teenage and adult life being into a lot of little kid shit. I... Still love Blue's Clues. I had a Blue's Clues. No, I got a Blue's Clues like notebook and like clue set for like my like 18th birthday. I desperately want a salt, pepper, and paprika set. Like, it's cool. It's fun. It's delightful. We jokingly call our house and have named our house, our residence, our estate. Casa de Delate, House of Delight. Because everything that's in this house should be built to delight us, judgment-free. And so as I was experiencing this workout, I'm going to round it back. As I was experiencing this workout today, and as I was going through it, as I was thinking, God, this is what I want to share. This is, you know, this is my wind down. This is my shift from, from week to weekend. Hit the pen a little, jammed out to Florence and the Machine. Top five all-time favorites. And I had a good time. Who cares if it was in a VR headset? Why is there a judgment for that? And I'm sure as you're listening to this episode, you're laughing that I would be so judgmental. But what I'm hoping you're also doing is seeing in yourself where maybe you have these judgments for yourself. And we can let go of them. Because we're allowed to be into anything we want. Again, we're kind of carrying over a theme from last week, but I wanted to really share examples this week. I really wanted to talk about some of these things that I've always been embarrassed to talk about. I've always been embarrassed to be into. And you want to know what? 
I still wouldn't call myself a Swifty because I do think some, like, there's a level of Swifty that is, like, into dissecting paparazzi photos, and that, it feels like a real invasion. She's still a person. I like her enough that I'm not willing to strip her of her humanity, and so I'm not that level of Swifty, but I'm a big fan. I own every Taylor Swift album on vinyl. I have all, I have Taylor Swift playlists in my Apple Music. Um, I'm a big fan. I have, I saw Eras Tour in concert when it comes out streaming in a couple of weeks on Disney Plus. That's where it's going to be streaming in case you didn't know. Very excited. Cannot wait to watch it. Seriously have considered, because I have heard rumor of, that you can rent it through Amazon Prime and watch it in your VR headset thing. And it'll like be like you're there. I'm like, that would be killer. Have not seen the actual show in person. Going to be honest. The tickets were beyond what I was willing to pay. It's just, that's the line for me. Doesn't mean it's the line for somebody else. I am old and have responsibilities. But I got to tell you, I was 22 years old, had no kids and a, like no responsibility. Hells yeah. Hells yeah. I'd be traveling. Honestly, I would have gone to one of the Australian shows that are happening now because frankly, it was cheaper to travel out of the country than it was to pay for tickets in the United States. I live in, in Southern California, so I would have gone to SoFi, uh, which is where they filmed the uh, Eras Tour movie. So I really felt like when I went to the movie theater, I was like, this is good enough. This is this is literally what I would have experienced had I gone to the show. So I'm good. Um, but I'm a big fan, and that's okay. I work out in a video game system. Not completely. It's not the only thing I'm doing, but it's part of it. It's part of how I get myself moving every day. And I love it. And that's okay. And I am challenging myself to A, talk about this more, share the things I'm into. Because for a long time, when people asked me if I had hobbies, I said no. And if I'm honest with myself, I did have hobbies. I just was uncomfortable sharing them with other people. I was just too embarrassed to talk about them. I'm talking about like video games. I've been playing consistently for like four plus years. I'm talking about music I've been listening to forever. And I have always been somebody who, who pushed back on the idea of guilty pleasures. You know, I'd get asked on podcasts or something like, oh, what's a guilty pleasure for you? And I'd say, I don't have guilty pleasures. There's no reason for me to feel guilt about anything I'm into. All the while, there is all this stuff that I do that there's absolutely no way I'm sharing publicly because I don't want you to judge me. And by the way, that's actually the definition of guilty pleasure. This just in. And so let's challenge ourselves to share a thing that we're into that we're maybe potentially afraid somebody's going to judge, embarrassed to be into, feeling a little guilt. For some, maybe that's like reality TV. Maybe that's like a silly phone game. Maybe that, I know for me, it was it's often silly phone games. Another example of where this came up is last night I was at a uh, musical that my son is a part of at his high school. And I saw this like middle-aged dad playing this like stupid phone game that I play too. Um, I can't for the life remember what it's called now, but it invo- it's cake sort. That's what it is. And I was like, oh, other people play this. Well, of course other people play this. There's a bazillion downloads on this game. I'm not like this one sole weirdo who found this insanely dumb game, but is obsessed with it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing to second screen while I'm watching TV. Because it's very hard for me to pay attention to the TV if I'm not screwing around with something, doing something with my hands. So sometimes that's like 
playing a game. Sometimes that's fidget toys and whatever. It's 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 just easier for me to watch TV if I'm doing something. When I was a kid, it was clicking. Do you remember when the bat there used to be a battery pack on the back of the TV remote? Um, and you'd click, 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 click that. That's that used to be the thing I did while I watched TV. I've ruined so many remote controls. I can't even tell you. Um, all of this to say, I want us to not so deeply sit in judgment of ourselves. Apply the same judgment level we give other people to ourselves. Because then maybe the people who are judgmental and who never think about this will start to judge themselves a little more and realize that being judgmental blows. Uh, or will realize that nobody cares. And quite frankly, a lot of us are into this stuff. And then we can start talking to each other about it. Because I'll be honest, there are a lot of things I would like to talk to you all about. Like in conversation, like with my friends, I want to sit and have a conversation about some of the things that I deem stupid to care about. And I just assume no one else is interested in. Like there's got to be somebody in my friend circle who also likes Taylor Swift enough to talk about them, but isn't so crazy that they're scouring through Travis Kelsey photos at two in the morning, trying to find Easter eggs about the new album. Cause that I'm not that level of Swifty. I'm just not, but I am let's turn this up and sing our hearts out and be like, can you believe I'm into that? Let's do that. Okay. All right. I'm going to stop rambling now because clearly doing this post pen and supernatural has left you a little ramble. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode three down stuck with the commitment, even though I did not record this on the day I normally record this on the experiment continues to be going well, maybe soon, maybe I'll start to tell the people about this because I'll be honest, I only have posted about it once and I have told two people about it and I bet you're both listening right now. You know who you are. I love you. Um, that's it. I'll see you back here next week as we keep the experiment going for episode four. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. It could entirely be the same thing. Who knows? This could end up being 52 weeks of the same episode. Who knows? It's going to be a ride.